Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Actually, today and next week, a, a, a just a, a simple sermon. It's really, it's really part of what I do intentionally every single day in my life, every week in my life. And I just wanted to share that with you and hope, hope it can be a blessing to you. Some principles that I've gleaned out of Philippians 4, 1 through 9, um, that I really try to implement in my life every single day and I found it to be very successful I found that it works very well and I want to try to share some of that with you today okay but before I do you should have your Logos Bible software app open if you do not you need to open it and the reason being because I have an online survey for you to take right now a live survey and the only way you can access it is through our Logos Bible software app we tell you every Sunday, get this app, get this app, get this app. We're sending out signals to you, sending out signals. We see on the bottom corner of the screen, there's a little icon that's sending out a signal to you. And the question I want to ask you right now, are you worried or are you stressed? Are you filled with anxiety about something? Are you worried? Don't play with it. Are you worried or are you stressed? I know those guys in the back, they can play with that stuff and kind of make it go up and down. Let's kind of get a true reading here of are we worried or are we stressed in our congregation? So, yes, yes, I'm often worried or yes, I'm often stressed. It seems like that's what I live with every single day. Or no, I'm never stressed or occasionally I am stressed or I am worried. Okay, so we've got five, we've got nine of you guys, ten of you guys now that have logged in. And so I'm going to give you a moment here. This may be new for some of you uh, to be able to get logged into your app. If you're struggling getting logged in, I'm going to ask you if you want to get, get logged in. If you just stand up and go to the back, and Brad could even help you get logged in there and get you following the service. If you need some assistance, feel free to go back there and ask him for some help, and he'll help you with that. Okay? So we've got seven that are occasionally eight, a worried or stressed, four, often, and then one, that's never. Wow, that one that's never. You need to come up here and preach this message, right? <laughs> All right. So I guess that one that's never, though, has kind of figured this thing out. It's learning from it. So we have eight, four, and one. Occasionally, yes, and one that is never. Okay. On the bottle of a WD-40 can, and I'm, I meant to grab mine out of my garage this morning and ran out of the house and forgot to get it. But at the bottom of the WD-40 can, there is a warning. And it simply says this, contents under pressure. Contents under pressure. Now, you'll find that on a lot of aerosol cans, right? They're all pressurized, and the warning is, is there, contents under pressure. But here's one thing that I've come to know, and possibly you've come to know as well. That applies to people also. Does it not? I mean, some folks are walking around like a ticking time bomb. One more little thing, 
and they're going to explode, right? Because of the pressure that they're living with and the anxiety and the worry and the stress that they're living with. Now I realize we live in stressful days and times. You know, to me, I think sometimes what feeds into that is 24-7 news. I mean, if there really is no new news that's taking place, they're creating news or they're creating situations to get everybody all upset. I don't know if that feeds into it, but it seems to me like it does. So I've got to limit what I even read and how much news I even watch to try to reduce some of the pressure and stress that's in our life. But we have the stress of the of the news and everything that's going on in our world. We have the stress of our American government. We have the stress of our economy. We have the stress of our jobs. We have the stress of terrorists today uh, around the world and even here in America. We have the stress of violence. We have the stress of murders. We have the stress of robbery. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. All these things piled up on us over a period of time can cause us to explode from time to time or to lose it from time to time. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's a stress scale called the Holmes Stress Scale. And it gives a list of 100 of the most stressful events in your life, okay? And there are some stressful events that all of us deal with, such as the death of a loved one, which, by the way, be praying for um, Eric Adams and his family. They are down in Tennessee uh, sitting around the clock with his grandmother, and she's expected to pass here within the next day or so. So that's pretty stressful to be able to. And that's one of the top uh, of the 100 list that causes stress and anxiety In our life, but I want you to understand this. They did a little more research, and not just the individual items that causes us stress, but then they went and looked and did a survey and found the different times of year that we are more stressful or that we have to deal with stress according to the season and the time of year. Do you know what the number one season in the calendar year? That we as Americans are most stressed or filled with anxiety. Do you know when that time of season is? It's from, it's from Thanksgiving to Christmas. From November 25th or 6th, whatever Thanksgiving falls on there, all the way to Christmas. That period of time for Americans is some of the most stressful time of the entire year. So as I started reading that once again and reminding myself that we're getting into that time of year, I wanted to try to put some tools in your hand to help you get a head start on that. So you don't fall into the statistics of being one that is stressed out going through Thanksgiving into Christmas. And the reason they stated that folks are stressed there because folks start worrying about the presents that they have to buy. They worry about their budget, having enough money to buy all of that. They worry about all the different parties that they have to attend and or host. They obviously worry about their finances. Also high on the stress factor is worrying about all of the relatives and how you're going to see everyone and work everybody in it just adds a tremendous amount of stress to our life so can we go back to the uh, survey i don't know if that stays on while we are away from it or not go back to the survey and see where we are okay it cleared out i didn't know if it would stay there and you could continue to log on for those that have not logged on you got one more chance here let's kind of see where we are seven five seven occasionally five often one never anybody else get logged in you want to help out right there go ahead and chime in right now Okay, let's move on here. In Philippians chapter 4, this is the passage of Scripture that we wanted to had read today. And it's a passage of Scripture I put in your sermon notes. 
I want you to get a hold of these verses. If you have the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and possibly other translations are, do the same, it says at the heading of this one, practical counsel. Now here, if you will, we have the Apostle Paul that's sitting in a deep, dark, cold dungeon, fearing for his life, has all the responsibility of the churches that he's already planted. He's worried about their well-being, and he's penning one of the most joyful books in the entire Bible. And he gets to Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 4, and it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let's read this together. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. One more time. Rejoice. And I got a question. Is that possible? Is it possible to rejoice in the Lord always? Is it always possible to rejoice no matter what it is that we're going through? I've already told you, if anyone had an excuse to worry... If anyone had an excuse to be filled with anxiety, if anyone had an excuse not to rejoice at this particular season in his life, it would be the Apostle Paul with all the struggles that he was going through, with the death that is imminent possibly for him while he's in prison. The arguing at the first part of chapter 4, there's two ladies in the church and they're arguing. And he's saying, will you guys get in one accord? I mean, he's got all this stress on him, but yet he says, I want you to rejoice. Philippians 4 and verse number 6, this passage of scripture just says, don't worry about anything But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is worry? Whenever we see that in the text and whenever we live that out in our life, what is worry? What does it mean to genuinely worry? Well, if you do a word study on the word worry here in the text, it's the Greek word that's translated worry, which simply means to be pulled in different directions. You ever been there? Raise your hand if you've been there. You've been pulled in some different directions? Yes, most of us have. But here in this text, it's talking about being pulled in different directions. It's where our hope pulls us in one direction and our fears pull us in another another direction. And that causes anxiety and worry in our life. It also means to strangle. The old English root word for the word worry means to strangle. You ever feel like you're being strangled? You ever feel the pressures of the world coming down upon you that you feel like someone is strangling you? Guys, do you know that there are even sicknesses and illnesses that come along with someone that worries all the time? Oftentimes, physicians will tell you that whenever you worry, it can cause physical conditions such as headaches and neck pains and ulcers and back pains. It can even impact your thinking and your digestive system and even your coordination. So there's some tremendous negative impact that takes place in our life whenever our life is filled with worry and with anxiety. But here's what I want you to know. Worry is the thief of joy. Worry is the thief of joy. Paul said in Philippians 4:4, 4, 4, "Rejoice in the Lord always." And again I say, rejoice. 
The thief says you cannot rejoice. You've got so much to worry about. Your hopes are taking you one way. Your fears are taking you another way. You feel like you're being strangled with the pressures of the world. You're now having ulcers and headaches and different body physical pains as a result of the worry and anxiety. But I want you today to apply some principles to your life that can help you rejoice and help you have worry. I'm going to share two with you today. I'm going to come back next week and share two more. I didn't want to give them all four to you at one time because sometimes you give too much information and you don't work on any of it. So I wanted to give you just a little bit, right? A confused mind does nothing, right? Are you with me? An overloaded mind does nothing. So I'm going to simplify this message today. I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to give you two practical strategies that hopefully you will apply to your life that can help you worry less and rejoice more. So let's look at this strategy for a stress-free life. Would you like to have that? Would you like to have a stress-free, worry-free life? What about this season of year going from Thanksgiving into Christmas? Would you like it to be different? Would you not like to be so overwhelmed with the pressures of that time of year? Well, if you apply these principles from God's Word, yeah, I promise you, it will help you go through that. Now, I'm not going to say you will never worry because Satan's always going to be shooting those fiery darts at you. He's going to be reminding you things that are possibly out of your control or things that may be in your control that you need to take care of or different things that he's going to do. So there's going to be a hint of worry. But when you feel it, then I hope you apply the principles and overcome that so you don't live in this stressful, worrisome, anxiety-filled time of year, okay? So, number one, first thing you got to do, and it's pulled right out of Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. Number one is worry about nothing. Worry about nothing. Well, that's simple, right? No, it isn't. We all struggle with that. But yet, Scripture says... Scripture says in Philippians 4, 6 that we are to worry about nothing. I realize that is easier said than done. I mean, we not only worry, we micro-worry, right? I mean, we break the worry down to pieces. And we break the pieces down to more pieces. And we worry about such small, trivial things oftentimes because we're breaking it all down. And we just are proud of the fact that we're worried about it. Right? There's a lot of uh, people that, oh, yeah, I'm a worry. That's me. I just worry all the time. Well, that's a problem. Hello? That is a problem. Matter of fact, Dr. Walter, Walter uh, Calvert, he did a study on worry. Let me share with you. I don't have it on the screen. I probably should have made a slide for this. But let me share this with you. I'll try to go slow so you'll get it. And you may even want to jot some of it down. He said this about worries. He said 40%... Of your worries never happen. Forty percent of the things that you are worrying about never happen. So I want you to list right now your top ten things that you're concerned about, that you're worried about. Top ten things in your life that's causing you anxiety. Okay? Now, take the top four and throw them out. Forty percent of them are not even going to happen. He goes on in his research and he says this. Thirty percent... Of your worries concern the past. 
30% of your worries concern the past. Do you realize there's not a thing you can do about the past? Not one thing. The past is the past. It has been done. That event is over. That time is gone. That day and hour and week or month or whatever it is, gone. You'll never reclaim it. You can't go back and change it. Nothing you can do. So quit worrying about the past. So you got your top 10? 40% never going to happen. Knock out four of them. 30% concerned the past. Now we've knocked out seven. Are you with me? If you have three of them that were concerned about the past, right? Of your top ten list. So 70% of your worries are, are worthless. They're, they're really worryless. He goes on to say that 12% of your worries are needless, keyword needless, health concerns. 12% of your worries are needless health concerns. <laughs> it's like the uh, hypochondriac on his tombstone. He said, I told you I was sick. You'll get that later. 12% of your worries, needless health concerns. So that leaves only 8% of your worries are actual legitimate concerns. Only 8%. So that alone, if we just take that research and that study and apply it to our list of worries, that alone should help us a lot to knock a lot of them completely off the list so that they don't overwhelm us. Let me tell you something else I know about worry. You're not a born worrier. Worry is a learned habit. Are you with me? If your mother was a warrior, chances are you learned from her how to worry. If your grandmother was a warrior, chances are you've learned from her or grandfather or dad. I just want you to understand that worrying and worry is a learned habit. You're not born into this world a warrior. Your peers, your experiences, something in the past has taught you how to be a person of worry. So the question is, how do we unlearn worry? How do we unlearn that? Well, we've got to look what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse number 34. Matthew 6, 34, the scripture says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Jesus is telling us tomorrow is going to come, and then when it comes, don't worry about tomorrow. Right? There's nothing you can really do about what's going to happen tomorrow. So he's telling us in Matthew 6, 34, don't worry about tomorrow. Well, how do you do that? Here's the key. I don't know. I think they're having computer problems back there. Here's the key. They're getting there. The key to reduce stress is simply this. Live one day at a time. That should be in your notes. And I'll say it again so you can write it down. Live one day at a time. If you find yourself getting stressed out and filled with anxiety and having worry set in and, and you feel the pressures of that, you feel like you're being pulled in many different directions, you feel like you're being strangled, which is the root meaning of those words, worry, then what I want you to do is quit worrying about tomorrow, quit worrying about the past, 
and just live one day at a time. The only thing you have control of is the moment that you're living in right now. So live that moment to the fullest. Do what you can right now and just trust the rest and place it in the Lord's hands. So the key to not worrying about tomorrow, and that's what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34, the key is to reduce stress in your life is to live one day at a time. So let's do that, right? Let's say that right now. Live one day at a time. Say it. Live one day at a time. Say it again. Live one day at a time. Poke your neighbor on the shoulder right now. Get the, Wake them up if they're asleep and, and tell them, you need to hear this. Live one day at a time. Let's say it together. Live one day at a time. Guys, if you would do that, it would transform this learned behavior of worry. Just take control of today, right? Surrender today to the Lord's will. Allow Him to work in your heart, in your life today. And everything else will take care of itself. Let me give you number two and I'm going to be done. Number two. Number one was worry about nothing. Number two is this. Pray about everything. Worry about nothing. Pray about Everything. Look in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6b. It says, In everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let your requests be made known to God. Think about this. If you only prayed as much as you worried, I promise you life would be a whole lot different. Right? So to reduce the stress and the anxiety and the level of worry in your life, we're going to choose to worry about nothing, and we're going to live one day at a time. And then we're going to choose to pray about everything, right? Every little thing in our life, we're going to pray about it. Now, notice it says in the text, it says that in everything, through prayer and petition, let your request be made known unto God. It did not say in some things, right? A lot of times we will compartmentalize. We will look at our life and say, okay, this I can give to the Lord and this I can live. I've got to handle this. That's probably the thing you need to give to the Lord most, right? It says in everything, not in some things, in everything. What is everything? Everything. Everything in your life, if there's anything in your life that's causing you stress or causing you anxiety or causing you to worry, then what you've got to do is pray about those things. Listen, the Lord is concerned, get this, He is concerned about every single detail of your life. Everything He's concerned about. If we would get a hold of that, church, if we would realize that Jesus loves us so much, That he is concerned and he wants to work in every single detail of our life. It will completely transform the way we live. It may cause the headaches to go away. It may cause the ulcers to go away. When you start living in joy instead of living with anxiety and worry all the time. Does that make sense? So we're going to pray about everything. Most people's prayers are too vague, entirely too vague. They're not detailed enough. 
They're not pinpointed enough. They're not isolated and insulated and carved out enough. We just say, Lord, bless us. Lord, just bless us. Lord, I just give it all to you. And then we say that, and then we walk away, and we tear it apart and start worrying about it. You know what we need to do in our prayer life? We need to get very detailed in our prayer life. Whatever the specifics are, we need to pray specifically. Look what First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7 says. And I have it in the New Living Translation for you. And it says, let him have all of your worries and cares. For he is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. So in our prayer time, we need to pray specifically. So what is it that's causing you stress? Specifically, right now, I want you to think about that one top thing right now that's causing you stress. What is it you're worried about right now? What's the number one thing? Maybe you lost some sleep over it last night. Maybe you've lost nights of sleep about it. Maybe you're having ulcers over this one thing that you're worried about. Let me ask you a question. Have you taken that one thing to the Lord in prayer? Have you unpacked that one thing in detail to the Lord in prayer? Or you just say, Lord, I need your help. And you go right back to detailing out the worry and the stress. You know what I like to do? I like to write out in detail my prayers. Things that are causing me grief or stress or anxiety or things that are causing me to worry. It's then that I, in my prayer journal, and all mine are electronic nowadays, but it's then that I, in my prayer journal, I just write it out. And it may be my emotions, it may, may be my feelings, it may be whatever I feel like is taking place in my life, whatever I'm worried about. I, in detail, write those things out. Cast all of your care upon the Lord because He cares for you. That's First Peter 5, 7. In the, new, in, the, in the New Living Bible, it says, let him have all of your worries and cares, for he's always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. So in our prayer time, guys, I want us to get really, really detailed with those things that are causing us to stress and to worry. So here's the key. Here's your takeaway. Jot this down in your notes, if you will. There is no problem that's too big or too small to pray about. Because oftentimes we take the big problems to the Lord because we know we can't do anything with those. And somehow we think we can handle all the small ones. Well, you get enough small ones to build up in your life that you haven't turned over to the Lord. And that's as bad as just worrying over something that's big and large. It's still going to take you down. It's still going to rob you of your joy. So two things I want us to do as we move forward. And I realize we're at the end of October and and Thanksgiving's around the corner and Christmas will be here before you know it. And the anxieties and the worries are already starting to creep in as you start planning out the the fourth quarter of your year and all your events that are taking place, going to be taking place around the holidays. That's why I want to put these resources in your hand right now to help you as you move forward into that time of year. Two things we're going to do today. Can you tell me what they are? Number one. That's not the first one, is it? What's number one? What is it? Don't worry. Right? Number one, don't worry, right? We're not going to worry about anything. And then number two, we're going to pray about everything. So worry about nothing. 
pray about everything. That's the two things I want you to take away today. Don't worry about a thing. Don't. Refuse to. Worry about nothing. And if something's coming upon you that's causing you to worry, what do you need to do? Pray. Pray about that thing. There's nothing too big, nothing too small that you can't take to the Lord. So that's your takeaway today. I want you to choose today, and band, you can come on up and, and we'll be done. I want you to choose today that I am I'm just going to refuse to worry about it. Remember, you were not born into this world to worry. It's a learned behavior. You've learned that from somebody. You have not learned that from the Word of God. Amen? You've learned that from somebody other than what God's Word says. God's Word says, don't worry about it. Let me worry about it, Jesus says. God's Word says, if that's causing you grief and stress, I want you to release it and give it to me because I care for you. I'm concerned about everything in your life. You've got to give it to me. You've got to allow me. You've got to yoke up with me. You've got to let me carry your burdens, right? Now, all of that's Scripture. The Lord said it never put more on us than we can bear, right? With him on our side, yoked up with Jesus, we're just going to let the Lord carry that. And I'm going to choose to submit my life to Christ. I'm going to live in surrender. I'm going to walk to the best I can in the will of God. And I'm just going to trust God to take care of all the little things and all the big things. And I'm just not going to worry, right? I'm going to do what he's gifted me to do. I'm going to do what his plan and purpose is in my life. I'm going to move forward every day and try to make progress, living out what I believe to be God's will for my life. But I'm not going to worry about all the stuff. I'm just going to give that to the Lord. When I feel it creeping in, I promise you this is what I do. When I feel it creeping in, when I feel the stress or the pressure, when I feel like I'm being strangled with the responsibilities or everything else that may be on my plate, When I feel like I'm being pulled, my hopes are pulling me one way, my fears are pulling me another. I feel like I'm being pulled apart or I'm being strangled. It's then I know that old John needs to pray. He needs to hit his knees. Whatever that thing is that's all in his mind, he needs to give that over to the Lord. And that's exactly what I do, guys. So I want to try to help you a little bit. My favorite book in the entire Bible is the book of Philippians. This particular passage, Paul titles it, the Apostle Paul titles it, Practical Counsel. That's what he's given us here. Practical Counsel. So when you're stressed, anxiety is kicking in, we just pray. Just give it to the Lord. I promise you, it'll start changing you. The circumstances may not change immediately around you, but it will change you. You will find that now in the midst of these circumstances where I once was a mess, I'm now rejoicing in the Lord. And I'm at peace. That's exactly what took place in the life of the Apostle Paul while he was in prison. So I want you to leave here today and choose not to worry. Don't worry. When you feel it creeping in, what's the second thing I want you to do? Pray. Just pray. Doesn't matter how big it is. Doesn't matter how small it is. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Let me pray for you. Father, 
I just pray now for our congregation and those that are listening to this message today. I, I pray, Lord, you help us because we can be people that just worry all the time. We watch other people worry and we think that's how we need to act and what we need to do. And, but help us to live in your word. Help us to live in Philippians 4.4. 4, where it says rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. In the midst of horrible circumstances in our life, we can still be people that have peace that, that passes all understanding. We can be people of joy. We can rejoice because we've chosen to give it all to you. So I pray that we would leave here today and do these two things. Number one, choose not to worry. Don't worry about a thing. Worry about nothing. And secondly, that we would pray about everything. Father, I pray that be the prayer for every single one of us today. And if there's one here today that does not know you as the Lord and their Savior, our prayer is that they would look to Jesus who died on the cross for their sins. God placed all the sins in the entire world upon him. He died there. He was buried. He rose again the third day. We repent of our sins. We ask you to forgive us. Come into our life. If there's someone here today that does not know you and have a personal relationship with you, I pray that they would pray that prayer of repentance and acceptance and believe in you, Jesus. For the rest of us that know you as our Savior, help us to, to live in the middle of joy. Help us to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We can only do that when we worry about nothing, when we pray about everything. Have your will and way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360 or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.